We begin today the Gemara on Daf Nun Ches Amidalef, where it says Ashkechinu, about nine lines, I think, down from the top of the Yomad. So the Gemara here continues from what it said in the Mishnah that a person that's Makadish and Isha with various things that are Osir Bahana, so then she's not Mukadeshes. And the Gemara went through basically the whole entire list, bringing the source from Sukkim, where we see that they're Osir Bahana. So now the Gemara says as follows Ashkechinu, Mar Yehuda, Lerav Yosef, Mar Yehuda. Found or encountered Rav Yosef or Rav Shmuel Berei the Rabbah Barbachana and Rav Shmuel the son of Rabbah Barbachana. They were standing at the at the entrance of Rabbah's house or Rabbah's Bismedrish. So Amalohu he said to them as follows: Tanya we learned in the Brisa, Hamekadesh bepetachamir, Yimekadesh Isha with the firstborn donkey that has to either be redeemed or it's killed. So a person has this petachamir and he's Mekadesh Isha with it. Or bebasa bechalov, milka meat, which the Gemara before said, and the Mishnah said both of these are asabana. Or the third example was a bechulin shenishchatu bazara, a behema which is chulin that was shechter inside the azara by the base of mikdash. In all these three cases, so Rav Shimon Aimer Mekudeshes. Rav Shimon says you can have ana from them, and therefore it has value, and she's Mekudeshes. The Chachamim Aimerim ain't Mekudeshes. However, the Chachamim disagree. The Chachamim say no, she's not Mekudeshes. So what do we see from this? So the conclusion that Mar Yehuda was telling his friends was, Alma, we see from here, Chulin, Shenishchatu, Ba'azare, that Chulin, which is Shechter in the Azare, lit up Shimon, according to Rab Shimon's opinion, Lavdai Raisa. It's not an Isim and Now the other two, Petach Hamayr, Basa the Gemara already discussed before, that Petach Hamayr, before it's killed, the Gemara already brought before that there's an opinion that says that is only Asa to eat and not Asa to derive any benefit of it. But here the Gemara is bringing that Chulim, which is Shechter in the Azara, we see here that according to Rav Shemin, we must say that this is not an Isra Menatera. It's not Asa Bahano Menatera. Now, there's a discussion over here in the Rishayim about this because there's a famous Gemara which Taisus Rehe brings from Psachim and it says in other places that if you Mekadesh or Isha with Chomitz, which is only Osir Medirabonon, the Isha is not Mekadeshes. It sounds like the Gemara here is saying that because this is only Osir Medirabonon, so she would be Mekadeshes. The Mishnah that says that she's not Mekadeshes is because the Mishnah says that it's Osir Medirabonon. So Taisus over here says, one of the answers, a famous answer from Rabbeinu Tam, he says, this that it says in many places that you can't be Mekadesh Isha with something which is Asim Rabbanon is only something like Chomitz, which is Asim at a certain time. It's just an hour before Chachamim said that it's gonna, the Isra begins an hour earlier Mid Rabbanon. But if you hear, Chulin Shanishchatu Bazar, according to Rab Shimon, there's no source Menatayra at all for this Isra Bahana. It's purely Isim Rabbanon, and therefore Chachamim didn't go so far to remove your ownership or value that it has, and you can be Mekadosh with it. That's what you see in this Braise. Now, Ramino, Rabbi Yehuda, this Mar Yehuda, that is, he asked his colleagues, his friends, but here it says in a different Braise, Rabbi Shimon Oimer, Cholon that was shechted in the Azara, Yisrefu, what do you do with this behemoth? It has to be burnt. A wild beast, which is kosher, but it's obviously not fit for a carbon, and it was shechted in the azara, the same Allah, it has to be burnt. So Rashi explains, if he's saying that it has to be burnt, not only should it be buried, there's a discussion in different places in Gemara regarding things that are usher, what do you do with it? Do you have to burn it? Do you have to bury it? Over here it's saying it should be burnt, which is the most stringent thing that you have to do with something which is usher. It must be 
that he holds that it's awesome in Atayra. If the Isu would only be Midr that you shouldn't uh, confuse this with Karbanis, if the whole Isu of Shechul Shenichtu Bazara is that you shouldn't come to think that you could treat Kachim like Chulin, we don't, Chacham didn't want anyone to bring Chulin to the Azara. There wouldn't be a halacha that you have to burn it. The fact that Abshim is saying you have to burn it indicates that he holds that it is awesome in Atayra. So this was my Yehuda's question to his colleagues. What is Rab Shimon's opinion about this? So Ishtiko, his friends were quiet. They didn't have an answer for this. So they're standing by the entrance of Rabbe. So also they came to Rabbe and they asked him this question. So Rabbe said to them, The one that always argues with his friends, Palga means to, to argue here. The one that always argues with his friends, he always refutes the opinions of his friends. He's the one that must have stopped you by my door, by, by the entrance here. And he asked you this question. He, he recognized this kind of a questioning that it came from um, Rabbi Yehuda. And he answered, Rab answered as follows. What's the case over here? That it says in the Braise that Rab Shimon says that it's not going to be awesome in Atayre. When this Cholim was shechted in the Azara, but Venim Tzestreifa. It turned out to be a trefa, and we're talking about, it turned out to be a trefa from the beginning, not that the shechita was a trefa, it turned out to be a trefa in the intestines, you saw that this animal was really always a trefa. And Rab Shimon, Rab Shimon follows his opinion, his reasoning elsewhere, the Tanya, as we learned in the Braise, Rab Shimon said, HaShechit is a trefa, a person that shechts an animal, and it turns out to be a trefa. The Chein HaShechit Venimtz is trefa, so this is an animal that you knew from the beginning it's a trefa before you shechted it, or it was discovered once you open the insides of the animal and you see that it's a trefa, so the Tanakhama says that both of these, the halacha of shechting chulim na'azara will still apply, and the iser that applies, the iser hana takes effect here as well. But Abshimin mater bahana, Abshimin, okay, sorry, let me, let me just reread it all again. These are two scenarios of chulim that was shechted in the azara. Abshimin mater, Rab Shimon says that this is going to be mutter because the shechita is not a proper shechita. Mater bahano, the chachamim ma'isrim, chachamim whoever say it's going to be aser. So as Rashi here explains, the machlokes of the chachamim and Rab Shimon is: is there any value to a shechita when the animal turns out to be a trefa? Shechita accomplishes two things. As we usually know, what does shechita accomplish? It's not mutter to eat, but shechita accomplishes a second thing as well. When you shech the behema, it takes away the status of it being an avela. A behemoth that's an avela, which means not a shechted animal, is, is something that now causes tumah. Once you shecht it, it doesn't cause any tumah. And that's even if it's a trefa. But if it's not a trefa, not only doesn't it cause tumah, it's mutter to eat. So Rab Shimon says that because the shechita does not allow you to eat it, the shechita is not a proper shechita. And if it's shechted in the azara, it doesn't have the status of a chulun that was shechted in the azara. And minatayre, it'll be mutter. Chachamim say... The shechita was not matarit ba'achila, but it did accomplish something. It took away the status of a nevela, so therefore this shechita accomplished something, so it has the status of cholin shenishchatu ba'azara, and it will be aser. Uh, so therefore it's not a contradiction in Rab Shimon's opinion, because when Rab Shimon said that it's aser minatayra, he was talking about when it was not a trefa. When he says it's only aser mit he was talking about when the shechita was, uh, was a trefa. And what's the difference? I just explained. And what's the difference between trefa and that? Whether the Isser Minatayra of Cholin Shanishchtu Bazara applies or not. The Isser of Cholin Shanishchtu Bazara is only if it was a proper Shechita. What happens if someone brings a behemoth to Azara and he just uh, kills it without any Shechita? So then, because it's, 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 it has to be a proper Shechita for the Isser to apply. Over here, it was a proper Shechita, 
but it's a treifa. So that's the question. That's the machlekes if it applies or not. Yeah. Next thing. Now this is the last point actually that it said in the Mishnah regarding all these things that are also bahana. So you can't be mekadesh yisha with it. Then the Mishnah says machron v'kiddush b'demayan. What's if any of these items he sold? It, he sold it itself, and now the money that he got in exchange, he was mekadesh yisha with this money. Mekadesh with the money you are mekadesh. Meaning the iser hana that there is on the object does not transfer over to the money that you got for the sale of this object. Says the Gemara Minala, what's the source for this? Answers the Gemara Mid the Goli Rachmana Bavedis Kachavim, because the Torah reveals regarding Avedis Zara, the Hayisa Cherem Kamoyu, that whatever you buy with an object of Avedis Zara becomes Cherem, becomes Asabahana, like the Avedis Zara itself, as the Gemara teaches the Pasik. Kol Sha'ata Mahaya Heimeno, the word Vahayisa means whatever you create, whatever money or other object you get from the Avedizara, Hareu Kamayu, as the status like the Avedizara itself. So that's what it says by Avedizara. The Klal, from this I understand, the Holy Surim should be Teirishara, that in all other Surim of the Teirah, it itself is Asa Bahana, but in exchange for money, any other money you get for it will not be Asa Bahana. Ask the Gemara, but how do you know you don't learn not from Avedizara? The Nailuf Mina, learn from Avedizara that the same applies everywhere, that the money should be Asa. Answers the Gemara Mishum the Hava Avedis Kachavim Mishviyis because Avedizara that we just mentioned, and then the Iser Hana that there is regarding Shmita produce Shnei Suvim. These are two Psukim that say the same point. Haboim Keechad. The Chol Shnei Suvim Haboim Keechad Eimalamdim. The rule is if the Torah repeats the same thing twice, why is it doing so? To create a rule that this is an exception only here and you can't learn out anywhere else. So the Gemara brings the source now. The source on Avedizara that this, this, there is this stringency that the Isra is transferred to the money as well, as we just mentioned. Where do we see that by the produce of Shemitah it's the same thing? Because the Pasuk there says, This is Yoival, and that the produce has the status of Kaidesh. What's the expression of Kaidesh? What's the holiness here? Just like by Kachim. If you are going to redeem a behemoth or something from Kachim, so that Kedusha goes now on the money, so to be if you buy something with the produce of Shemitah, you buy whatever you buy, the Kedusha of Shemitah transfers over to that item. So now the Gemara asks on this, the Gemara, this is sort of a side point, but the Gemara clarifies here, this halacha regarding Shemitah, and I would think, that I would compare Shemitah produce to Kachim to say that just like by Kachim, if you redeem something from Kachim, so what happens? So now the Kedusha of the Kachim goes on the money or on this new item, and the original item of Kachim loses its holiness. It, it becomes uh, desecrated. So the same thing I should say, So to by Shemitah, if I sell a Shemitah item, so then the, the, the Kedusha of Shemitah goes on to the money, and the original item loses its holiness of Shemitah. It says over there, It remains in its status. So Ketzat, so the Brayse here says, how does this play out? If a person takes produce of Shemitah and he buys a piece of meat. So Elu Veilum is buyer and Beshviyas. Both the original Pedis of Shviyas and the meat that he bought. And when it comes to time, when you're obligated to take out the produce of Shemitah from your house, you're going to have to take out the original Pedis and the meat that you bought for it as well. Dogim. Bebasar Dogim, that is. If he went and took this meat now and he exchanged it further, he bought, meat, he bought fish with it. 
What happens is, Yotza Basar Nichnesu Dogim. So that meat, which is not the original Shemitah produce, loses its status of Shemitah, and the fish take its place. Further, the person went bedogim yayin with the fish. He bought wine yotzu dogim nichnas yayin. So the kedusha of shmitah that there was on the fish is replaced with the wine. The yayin shemen if he bought with the wine oil yotzu yayin nichnas shemen instead of the wine. Now the oil has the kedusha of shmitah. So what what's the point here? Says the brayso hokeitzat achrayin achrayin nitvas b'shvius. It's the last item that you bought with the original shmitah produce that will have now the kedusha of shmitah. Opeiri atzmai, and the original produce as well, aser. They will both be aser, but everything else that you bought in between will be mutter. Okay, so we get to the point here is we have two psukim where it says that when you have an item which is aser bahano, that iser hano goes on the money as well. That's how we desire and shmita. Says the Gemara now, Hani This is a good answer for the opinion that says Ein Melanda. When the Torah repeats something twice, that's an indication that I can't learn to anywhere else. But there is an opinion that says that even if the Torah writes it twice, it could become a rule, a source to learn out for everywhere else. What are we going to say? Why by all the other Yisuri Hano do we not learn from here? Answers the Gemara, Miutik Sivi. Over here in these Psukim where it says this rule, it says a clear exclusion. Because Ksiv Hacha, by Avedizara it says, Ki Hu. Ki Hu means only Avedizara, only it. Ksiv Hasam, and there by Yevil it says, Yevil He. He in midachrinilai. Only these and not anything else. So because there's a clear exclusion, we know that everything else, it's asabana, but the money <laughs> remains mutabana. betrumes, A person that's makadish, a koyin, with truma, or with maiser, or with matonis. Now here, this is what we're talking over here, as we'll see in the conclusion of the Mishnah, about, with a Yisrael that has the produce. That's a simple pshat, the way the Gemara originally understands this Mishnah. Yisrael has produce that grew in his property, and he has to separate the truma for the kain, the maisers for the levi, and other matonis that he has to give from it, whether it's maiser, onni, maiser, sheni. And here the person was makadish the isha, with the trumas and the maisers and the matonis, once he separated them. And Yisrael has them in his possession. Or he took the water of the paraduma, or the ashes of the paraduma, and he was mekadesh and isha with this. And we'll see in the Gemara what that means. The isha will be mekadeshes, va'afili Yisrael, including a Yisrael that has this truma in his possession, which he's obligated to give to the kain. It's not his. The isha is mekadeshes. Now, how could this be? It's not even his. So as Rashi explains there, we'll see the opening of the Gemara, that there's a concept, and this is what the Sugi here will be t- talking about, there's a concept called Toivas Hana. Toivas Hana means that you don't own it itself, but you have the choice and the rights to choose which kind you give it to. And not only that, you could be paid off to choose a specific kind to give it to. So that has money value. Right? So he could be Mekadosh the Isha, not with the actual Truma itself, it's not his, but he could be Mekadosh the Isha by giving her this Truma, and she can now earn that money of choosing which kind she would give it to. So it has a value of a Shavu Pruta for her. That's what's called Toiva Sanna. Money that you can get for the Hanna that you would give to someone through this produce you have here, this truma you have here. So the Gemara opens up with this subject and it actually brings the opinion of Ola about this. Oma Ola, Ola said, Toiva Sanna ain't a moment. This concept of Toiva Sanna, that you have the right to choose who to give it to and you can earn money from this, it has, it's not considered to be value of money. You can't be Mekadashi Isha with it. 
So the Gemara immediately asks from our Mishnah, Eisur Rabbah Olah Rabbah asked Olah from our Mishnah, Amakadish Betrumus Ubemaisus Ubematonus Ubemichatas Beifapada Arezim Ukadesh. As the Mishnah says, you have this Truma in your possession and things similar to Truma, and the Isha is Mukadesh is Vafili Yisrael, and even a Yisrael could be Makadish Yisha. So the only way to understand our Mishnah is because you have the Taivasana that you're giving over to the Isha. Amalei, so Ula answered, Hacha, over here, our Mishnah is speaking about a different case. We're talking very about a Yisrael that got produce from his grandfather, his mother's father, which was a Kayan, and had produce that grew on his property. Now, what's the Allah of a Kayan that has produce that grows on his property? So it's an interesting thing. A Kayan that has produce on his own property, he also has to separate the Truma. But what does he do when he separates the Truma? He keeps it for himself. The mitzvah of separating applies, but obviously the mitzvah of giving it to another Kayan does not apply. He keeps it for himself. So now he has over here this tevel, this produce that grew in his grandfather's property. And the grandfather never separated the truma. And now the grandfather died. And the grandson, which is a Yisrael, inherited this from the grandfather. So what does this Yisrael have to do with this produce? This produce has truma in it, which was never separated. Does he yarshan this truma to keep for himself or not? So the Gemara says he does. Because the Kesavar, our Mishnah holds, matonis shaloi hurmu. The various different gifts that you have to give to a kayan that were not yet separated from the produce, it's as if it was already separated. It's mixed into the produce. And it's as if it's already separated. And therefore, it's as if this Yisrael's grandfather already separated it. And as I mentioned, once it's separated, you can keep it for yourself. And therefore, the Yisrael as well has now this produce that has the truma in it, as if the truma was already separated. And he owns it. Totally is. He doesn't have to now separate the truma and give it to the kayan. He owns it. So therefore, what does the Yisrael have to do with this truma? The Yisrael can't actually eat the truma for himself because he's a Yisrael, he's not a Kayan. But he could sell this truma to a Kayan for its full value. Mm. If I would say that when it was not separated yet, so therefore you now have to go and separate it, so then you have to give it as a gift to a Kayan. And you could choose which Kayan you want to give it to. That's the concept of Tevis but it's not yours. Over here though, what we're saying is that it's as if it was already separated, and it belonged to your grandfather, and now you inherit it, you can keep it, it's yours, you can sell it for its full value. That's what our mission was talking about when it said that you can now be Makadashi Isha with it, and this Isha would be able to do the same. She can sell it for its full value to a Kayin, not just Tevis Ano. And Ashi just adds that there's really, the Gemara could have just simply said that this Yisrael got from the grandfather, Truma, didn't have to say he got the Tevel, then they had the Truma inside of it, and it was never separated, it could have just simply said Yarshin Truma. But Rashi says, then there would be no Chiddush on our Mishnah. Then it would be an obvious din that it belongs to the Yisrael, and you could sell it for its full value. The Gemara is saying that it's talking about the Tevel that has the Truma in it, in order for there to be some Chiddush here. That you may have thought that he now has to separate the Truma, and he can't sell it for its full value. So therefore, the Chiddush of here is that it's as if it was already separated, and you get the full value of it. discussed the same Shaila. He asked Rav Hone this Shaila. This type of we have a choice to give to someone. Does this have any value of money to be Mikadash Isha with it or not? So Rav Huna answered, it's a clear Mishnah. Our Mishnah says, The Yisrael could be Mikadash with Truma, and the Isha will be Mikadash. So he learned the Mishnah in the, like the Gemara originally learned it, in its simple sense that it's talking about. Just truma that below, that that grew in the Israel's uh, property. Philly Israel, the Mishnah says. Amalei so Rabchi Bar Oven 
answered Rav Huna, there's a reason I'm asking you this question, because from our Mishnah there's no riot. Vilav Kimne, wasn't it already established that you could say that what's our Mishnah speaking about? The Yisrael inherited this uh, produce from a grandfather, a kain. So there's no raya from our Mishnah regarding this subject of Taivasana over there. He owns the full value of this Truma. That was the answer that Abkhir Baravan gave to Rav Hone. Don't bring me any raya from our Mishnah. So Rav Hone responded and said, Amalei Hutza'at. You are Hutza. Now, what does the word Hutza mean? So it, it sounds like what he's telling him is, Hutza, you have to be taken out from here. You, you, you should be taken out of this discussion like you. So the Gemara says, when the Funa referred to him in this way, he got embarrassed. Because why? He thought, He's telling him you should be taken out of this discussion here. That you're giving me an answer, a pshat in the Mishnah, which is not the simple pshat, and he didn't want to accept it. So then Rafuna saw that he got embarrassed, so he told him, no, I wasn't uh, saying that you shouldn't be part of the discussion. What I meant to say is, Rav Asi the Hutzel I meant to say is, you're like Rav Asi that came from the city Hutzel. He also held like you that there's no Rai from Amishnah. That's all. But he wasn't trying to embarrass him. So here the Gemara tries to prove this from a Vraisa. Uh, shall we say that this question, this again, this value that you have over here in the Trume, that you could choose which kind to give it to, whether that has a value of money or not. This is a Machlekes Tanoi. So what happens a person that goes and steals? He steals the produce from his friend and he steals the produce before the Trume was separated from it. So how much does, does this Ganev have to pay everything? So he says, He has to pay the full value, including the value of the, the truma that's mixed into it. Everything he has to pay back. That's Rabbi's opinion. Rabbi Yesi Bar Yehuda argues and says, no, You only pay for the chulen in it, which belongs to this Yisrael that you stole from it. The truma that belongs to the Kayin, so that you're not going to have to pay here to this Yisrael, that uh, belongs to the Kayin, and the problem is, who, which kain is going to demand the money from him? It belongs to the whole shevet of the kainim, so there's no individual kain that's going to ever be able to demand it from him, so therefore he's not going to have to pay that to anyone. Says the Gemara, don't, don't you think that the argument between Rabbi and Rabbi Yisib, Rabbi Yehuda is as follows? The Marsovar, Rabbi's opinion is, that the reason why you have to pay this Yisrael for everything, including for the truma that's mixed into it, is because the truma, the Yisrael has an ownership over it, because he has a Teva Sanah in it. So the, the Ganav has to pay that as well. Now, there's a Machlechus Yishenim actually about this. Some Yishenim say that Teva Sanah is still not the full value of that truma. The Teva Sanah is still only a certain percent of, that you can earn off this truma. It's not the full value. So even here when it says, according to Rebbe, that you pay everything, it doesn't literally mean everything. It means from the chulin, you have to pay everything. And then from the truma that's mixed in, you'll have to pay the percent of Teva Sanah. Other Rishayim disagree. Other Rishayim say that you have to pay everything. Omar Sava, but Rabbi Yisab Yehuda holds, Teva Sanah ain't a moment. The truma that you have here, which has a certain value of money, but because you don't really own it itself, it's not yours, and the God does not have to pay you for that. So seemingly, this is the Machlaikis here. So the Gemara here is going to give a couple of pshatim, I think like four pshatim, to explain a different explanation for this Machlaikis here. It says the Gemara, that's not necessarily the explanation of the argument. The Kula Alma, everybody could agree, Toive Sanah ain't a moment. The Toive Sanah you have in Trume does not have a value of money. So, again, going back to the same 
case that we said before. We're talking over here about produce. That how does this yid have? He got it from his grandfather, a kain. So what's the argument here? Does he have, does the Yisrael have a full ownership in the value of this truma that he inherited from his grandfather? Why? When you have this truma that's mixed into the produce and it was not separated yet, do we consider it as if it was already separated? So the Rebbe says, yes, it is already as if it was separated and therefore the grandfather, the Kayan, can keep it. And now the grandchild can keep it as well and he can sell it for its full value. So a ganav that steals has to pay for the full value of it. But Marasav, Rabbi Yehuda says, If the grandfather never separated it, so now his grandson, the Yisrael, has to separate it for the first time. And he, once he separates it, has an obligation not to give, to give it to a client. He can't sell it for its full value. So the ganav doesn't have to pay for that. It's one way to explain this. Vibay same, another way to explain the Machlaikis area is the Kulalm, everybody agrees, Kemisha Hormudamian, that even though it was not separated yet, it's as if it was separated. The Toivisana ain't a moment, and everybody also agrees that Toivisana has no value of money either. So what's the argument over here? We're talking over here about the produce that grew in a Yisrael's property, in a Yisrael's possession, and they're arguing about the statement that Shmuel said. Shmuel said regarding the obligation of separating Trumah, Chita achas, one kernel of wheat, peteres esakri, can, pater, can exempt you from truma of a very big, large amount of, 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 of produce that you have. And this is actually the halacha in the In the teire, it doesn't ever say a shear for truma. You can give a tiny drop for everything. So Shmuel is saying that you can patter one little tiny drop for everything. So therefore, you can tell the Ganev that you stole from me the produce, which has the truma in it. You pay me everything back. Because really, even including the amount that I have to give for truma, truma, I just have to give a tiny drop. Mm-hmm. So the Mar is the Shmuel. Rabbi agrees to what Shmuel said. Omar less the Shmuel. And Rabbi Yisrael disagrees with this. Now, as Rashi explains, or the Mepharshim here explained, the truth is that Rabbanon did give a certain share to truma. We had this a few times in the Gemara. You give either a 40th or a 50th or a 60th. There is a certain shear you have to give him the Rabbana for Truma. So in essence, the Machlaikis here is, Shmuel held that the whole shear Rabbanan gave is just L'Chadchila. Even Rabbanan say that you don't have to. It's L'Chadchila you should. But the other opinion, Rabbi Yisab Yehuda says, no, it's Ma'akiv. Even though I'm not tighter, there is no shear. But once Rabbanan gave a shear, you must give that shear. So therefore the Ganev is not going to have to pay you for that because that shear belongs to the Kayin. Nobody agrees to what Shmuel said here. So therefore, the truma that's, that's included in this produce does not belong to this Yisrael. So why would the Ganav have to pay for this? The Rebbe, what's the reason the Rebbe says, yeah, that the Ganav should pay for it? The It's a penalty Rabbanan gave to the Ganav. Why should the Ganav gain by the fact that now the truma belongs to a Kayin and there's no Kayin that could demand it from him? Rashi uses the expression, the sinner gains. So the Chachamim gave a knas that the Ganav should pay back. A fourth shot for this is the Gemara says the Everybody agrees to what Shmuel said that just one chita could patter everything, and therefore the owner of this produce has a very good claim to the Ganav. Pay me back everything. But for the time that Rabbi Yehuda, why does Rabbi Yehuda Yehuda say that the Ganav does not have to pay the owner for everything? Because he says actually it goes in the reverse. The Kansur This is a penalty Rabbanon put on the owner here. Because he shouldn't have just kept this produce untithed or without the Truma taking it in his possession. 
He should have taken care of it right away. So Chachamim gave him a knas that he loses out on that part. So the kids, the point is from this Brai said, there's no riot to this subject of Tevis and others. comes up in Shas many times. Does he lose double? Again? Does he lose double because he then has to give Truma from... The produce that he does get back. Yeah. He actually does. That, that's what the knas consists of. Correct. Right. He doesn't get paid that. And instead he has to give the Truma from the produce that he has. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Now the Gemara goes back to our Mishnah. Tanan, the Halacha and the Mishnah, the last point in our Mishnah was, this is not a continuation from before, this is going back to the last Halacha. HaMekadosh Petrumus of Maestris of Matonis, and here the Gemara is going to focus on what it said, a person that's Mekadosh Isha B'Meichatos, the waters of a Poraduma, or Be'eva Pora, with the ashes of the Poraduma, Harezim Mekadoshes. She's Mekadoshes. Va'afalpi, what the other guess here is, Afili Yisrael, even if it's a Yisrael doing this, which basically means, how do you understand the, the mission in the simple sense? Yahweh Yisrael, which is taking care of the ashes of the Paraduma, the waters of the Paraduma, and he's sprinkling it, and he says to Isha, listen, I could charge you, I can charge people when I uh, am, do the mitzvah of being metayer, another yid with Paraduma, I could charge for this. So I'll be Mekadish you, and I'll do it for you free of charge. And with that, it's a value of a pruta, you should be Mekadoshes to me. That's what it sounds like the mission is saying. So on this, the Gemara asks, I'll ask you a contradiction from what it says in the Gemara Mkhayris, a person that, that charges to be a judge in a bezin, din of betalim, all the halachas see paskins as a, as a judge, as a die in a bottle. Lahoy, the person that charges to, to give testimony, a dusa betela, his, his edus is also not accepted. Lahazais o Maimov, a person that charges to sprinkle the waters of the Paraduma or to sanctify the waters, that's when you put the ashes into the water. So he's, he's charging for this. So, so Maimov may, or Lakadish that is, sorry, it's read as a Lakadish. Maimov, the water is Maimaira. The water that he's using here is just like smelly water from, from a pit, which cannot be used at all, from a cave, which cannot be used. And the Ephra, Ephra, Makla, and the ashes that he's using is, is nothing either. It's just like burnt ashes and it's not paraduma. Basically, it says very clearly that the mitzvah is to use the waters or the ashes for the paraduma. You can't charge for this. It's a mitzvah to be metire with it, another yid. So, how can it say here that the person could charge and with that value he's makadashi isha? It's not a contradiction. In our Mishnah, we're talking about the delivery. That he says to the Isha, I can charge for delivering the water or filling the water in the bucket. But he's not charging for the actual mitzvah of sprinkling the water on her or being Makadish or putting the ashes in the water. And Khan over there in that Mishnah, where it says that you can't charge the actual sprinkling and being Makadish the waters, that's a mitzvah that you can't charge for it. Says Abaya Dekanami, I'll prove this to you, Diktani Hacha, because in our mission it says, chatos All it says is that he's charging, he could charge with the waters or the chatos or the ashes. So that refers to the delivery, but not the actual spraying of it. The Katani Hasam, and there though, where it says that you can't charge, it says clearly, That's for the sprinkling or for the sanctifying of the, of the waters. That's what you can't charge for. Shemamina, this is a proof for this distinction. Hadron Allah Makadish, this is the conclusion of the second Pedic of Kedushin. Okay, we'll stop over here for today.